And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. So let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called The Christian Journey. First, Christian Chaos Part 8. Oh, my goodness. A tale of two cities, a tale of three kings, a tale of four Jews. That's the ticker. And here we go. Four Jewish Christians, all from the same city in Detroit, Michigan. Notice I use the same intro on us all the time. Uh, All living in the same neighborhood, two of which were and still are best friends. All saying yes to Jesus within 30 days of each other and all on fire for Jesus Christ. After that, we were known as the Four Musketeers. Next, it was time for the Lord to begin rebuilding the broken David spoon. This is, of course, uh, something that is all continually going on and would also, in the process, take a significant amount of time. But one miracle at a time would bring me face-to-face with God's truth. And the grand prize of God's truth is that he sets you free. We become instantly free and free over time as well. The first thing would be to determine the where God wanted me. Fortuitous was the method of travel. All this was part of his plan, especially the first significant miracle that manifested the faithfulness of God. Now we come to this portion of the testimony that is the most intense and redeeming portion. For all the stuff, and there was a lot, seeing the face of grace changes people. When we see the face, we often think there will be rainbows and skittles. At the very least, we anticipate a trumpet sound. After all, if God is going to show himself, we certainly expect to be overwhelmed. But we often don't think of God showing his face by shedding tears and sharing feelings. But he does, and he always has. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. All three of those are going to be in today's sharing. Politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oy vey, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us during the show live, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us live during the show. 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, 
you will end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a dynamite. Dynamite! All right, talking to Dynamite D, that is like being in the kitchen when the fresh-baked cookies come out of the oven, and you are right there. Yum. <laughs> Especially if they're soft. Yeah. I mean, this is like right there, right? What's Rich. your favorite kind of cookie? That's a great question, Dave. Um, of you course, mean, you got chocolate chip. Yeah, I mean, nuts, who doesn't like that, right? Um, peanut butter cookies. Oh, I love peanut uh, butter cookies. Those would probably be my favorite, too. Oh, you are just, you are you and I are just uh, simpatico. It's just like, exactly. Okay, all right. Uh, here's the bottom line. The bottom line is... Perhaps you have a question, a comment, a thought. Maybe you've got an opinion. We don't mind. We want you to share that. Here's the deal. And so we're kind of keeping it as simple as possible. We don't have a problem with Christians who are engaging or other people who are engaging in any kind of uh, discussion, especially you know with things going on today. There's a lot of politics. There's a lot of things that are running all around us. There's some frustrations in the church, frustrations with the government, frustrations with the media. We get it. And if you have an opinion about that, that's fine. Our goal is not to silence that. Our goal is to encourage one another while all that is going on. So if you've got a praise report, share it because it will bless somebody else. It gives you the opportunity to fulfill what the Scripture says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, an opportunity to share your testimony which blesses other people even if you don't think it will. That doesn't even matter. It's what God can do with it, not what you do with it, not what I do with it. It's what the Lord does with it. If you've got a prayer request, you got something, oh, we're praying for Nola. We're praying for Mark Weisenhunt and his friend. We're praying for uh, Gary. We're praying for Deborah. We're praying for, praying for people that we know are engaging in struggles in different elements. Uh, one of the things I think that uh, Joanne had uh, uh, communicated the other day that she's having some car issues, praying for that, praying for everybody and all of their stuff. That's what we do. We combine our faith, bring it before the Lord in petition, and we keep knocking until he opens because that's the way to go about persistence, persistent prayer. In all of that, we also share, we do some teaching, and we do some trivia. So let's see if you guys can get this trivia It's a little more uh, on the tough side, but you should know it. It comes out of the book of Hebrews. Complete the quotation from the letter to the Hebrews. God is a consuming... you got to fill in the blank. Your only hint will be this. From the 70s, the band Earth, Wind, and... Okay. All right now. That was a good one, right? Great. Uh, that was a good one. <laughs> okay. All right. If you're thinking of Earth, Wind, and our God is a consuming. Okay. Uh, which is funny because that's uh, something we just taught on, uh, I think it was uh, Friday. <laughs> that's right. 972-445-0770. That would be the number to call. 214-210-8483. That is the text. And then David at He Must Increase. Dot org. That is the email. Don't forget to be praying. We still need wisdom in ministry. We are not that smart. We've never claimed to be that smart. We are not going to claim to be that smart. I had a talk with Don yesterday, so we're looking at uh, you know what the show expansion may look like. Plus, also looking at some other uh, you know outreach uh, uh, opportunities. 
Last thing I want to tell you before we exit, we're going to take this call in a second. Last thing I want to tell you, make sure, make sure, make sure you get this. We gave out the giving receipts. If you got one and it's wrong, let me know. If you didn't get one, let me know. Otherwise, don't let me know. <laughs> in other words, if it's right and it's fine, I don't need to know that. Okay? There's just too many. <laughs> so it's like if there's a problem, let me know. If there's uh, anything like that or if you didn't get it, let me know. All right. Somebody ready to answer a trivia question? Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing fine, Gary. You know what I had to, I wanted to know because Joanne said this. Was it your birthday yesterday? Uh, yeah, I had the same birthday as your wife. That's right. Happy belated birthday, brother. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Thank oh, you. All right. I, I, you know, I thought about that, and then I remember Joanne said something, and I was like, I can't remember if that was right or wrong. But, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, good. Well, happy belated birthday. We wish you many, many more birthdays. Love having you as one of our brothers, just so that you know. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you. Got to complete this quotation to the letter of Hebrews. God is a consuming... Fire. That is correct, Amundo. That is as solid as can be. And so that's that that text and that one really well done sermon by Jonathan Edwards about what it is for people sinners to fall into the hands of an angry God. But that is a fantastic truth. For us, he's a fire of power and grace and mercy, and for people who rebel, it ain't going to be that nice, all right? Right. So, excellent job. Did you know—I mean, I know the hint was good, but I had a feeling you probably knew that without the hint. Well, uh, when you gave the hint, that that uh, that did it. <laughs> that earth, wind, and fire, yeah. That, that was the pushover, earth, wind, and fire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, th- thank the Lord that we did our trans- We that we went back into the 70s a couple times on this show. <laughs> That's great. Excellent job, my brother Gary. Well, I'll Appreciate keep praying you. for all of you, and uh, God bless you. You too, brother. Happy okay. belated birthday. Okay, thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. All right, great job. It's just, you know, we just, you guys know, this is like the greatest stuff. All right. All right. Now, I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know how the timings are going to go. I'm just telling you, we have no idea what's going on here. So I need to pick it up. Uh, the last time we discussed uh, Christian Chaos Part 7, we talked about the fact that I was on the Silver, uh, it was in Silverthorne, Colorado on the Keystone um Keystone uh, gondola. That's the the lift that snapped in Keystone back in those days where people had died. I'd been on that like a week before. And it was like, wow, if the Lord was really looking to take me out, he could have taken me out twice. We had discussed that. And so now I'm at this point where I'm in Colorado. I'm in Silver Thorn, Colorado. And I'm trying to What's the what's the expression I want to use? I'm trying to find myself and what the Lord wants. Now, for those that think, well, that's not a normal happening. My one of my best friends in the whole world, Rob, is in Idaho with his wife Cindy. We've prayed for them. Cindy's the one that has the the brain tumor that we're keeping an eye on. Rob has been a faithful minister in the gospel for years. He's been a worship leader, just a great, great guy. He is going through exactly what I'm talking about right now. Even after four, 35 years of being a Christian, he's in this new place. The Lord brought him there, and he's trying to figure out, trying to catch his bearings. What am I doing? What am I, where am I going? What, what's going on? 
Okay, now get ready because I don't know how much of this I can get in on, on one thing. So I'm in Silverthorne. I'm driving towards Breckenridge for those that know the area. Okay, driving down a road. And while I'm driving down the road, and again, listen to what I'm saying. This is my testimony. This is not the word of God, but it is my testimony of what God did in my life. I'm driving down the road, and all of a sudden, and I mean, you know, I'm just, I don't know if I'm praying or complaining to God. I'm not sure which one it was. (laughs) One of the two. All of a sudden, I am highly aware that the Holy Spirit is in the car. Now I'm thinking, uh oh. And I have no idea at that moment, I had no idea what was about to happen. I was like clueless. As I'm driving down the road and the Holy Spirit fills the car, when I say the Holy Spirit fills the car, I got a message for you. You know, when they talk about, you know, the Holy Spirit, the presence of God is so strong they couldn't minister or whatever, it was like the Holy Spirit was in the car. If you were in the car with me, you'd go, is the Holy Spirit in the car? I mean, it was just like so weird. Right? And all of a sudden, I remembered, I mean, instantly, not even of my own recalling, driving down the exact same road that I was physically driving on, that I had driven down this road in a dream years earlier. Not kind of the same or, yeah, that's really similar. Exactly the same road so much so that i knew that a church was going to be coming up on the left side and i just knew like oh and it was like this overwhelming like i have been here before not your deja vu which is to see it again kind of thing this is way way different this was i have actually had this dream of driving down this road, and now I am actually physically driving down this road. What is going on? That's where it, that's what happened. And I'm just, I, w- I don't want to say I'm freaking out, but I'm getting close, right? Because I'm like, wh- what is going on? When we get back, I'll pick it up on the other end as we talk about the next things that take place, and they are just as weird as that. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. there. It's Amazing Jennifer and I am helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station. Amazing! And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? (laughs) No. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. 
But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. What is the David Spoon experience? Website, he must increase that or he must increase that org. Email David at he must increase dot org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. There you go. So check it out. There is, uh, I put something new up there and now I can't even remember what it is. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm getting older. I don't know. All I know is I worked out today and I was telling T, it was terrible. <laughs> you know, you, you work out and then you come back and you're supposed to feel good or whatever. That didn't happen. <laughs> Just so you can know. I think the people in the gym were worried that I was going to keel over. It's like, uh oh, what's wrong with that guy? What is the David Spoon experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our next trivia question. What is the royal law that James refers to in his letter in the New Testament. What is the royal... Oh, Joanne and Cordelia. Bam! That is a fast pow-pow. What is the royal law that James refers to in his letter in the New Testament? If you don't know this, you need to listen for the answer because it is a very important answer. I cannot stress that enough. If you think you know what the answer is, and you don't have to get the power, you just need the answer so that you can firm it in the mind and firm it in the heart. That's why we do this. 972-445-0770. That'd be the number to call. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must increase.org. What is the royal law? that James refers to in his letter in the New Testament. And for those of you that are sitting there scratching your head, it is what you think it is. <laughs> that's, that. that's, that's probably the best hint. It is what you think it is. Uh, reach out to us and let us know. In the meantime, I have a joke. That's right. I still tell jokes, serious stuff or not. This is part of my life. This is what makes me happy. Yeah, you have to deal with it. 
Can you imagine how much my wife has to put up with? I'm telling you. All right. Ready? Ready for the jokes? It's just one joke. Here we go. Josh had heard a family rumor that his father, his grandfather, and even his great-grandfather all had walked on water on their 21st birthday. Well, today was his 21st birthday, and if they could do it, so could he. So off he went in a boat with his friend Jake on a calm mid-July morning. When he got out in the middle of the lake, he got up and stepped out of the boat and nearly drowned. The next day, Josh asked his grandmother why he wasn't given the same gift as the other members of the family. The grandmother told him that the father, the grandfather, and the great-grandfather had all been born up north in February. A mosquito sound is that what that was? <laughs> See, because they were all uh, water, lake, frozen. Come on, people! Hey, 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 Killing hey, me hey, here. Hey, all right. <laughs> to the trivia question. See, they were born up north, so the lakes were frozen. You see, so they walked down. Well, after you broke it down, I get it now. The fact that I have to break it down is not probably. <laughs> not probably helping me. What is the royal law that James refers to in his letter in the New Testament? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483 or send an email, David, at he must increase.org as we pick it back up uh, from what took place. So now uh, where we left off is Dave is, dri- that's me, driving down the road. Dave is like, oh, oh talking third person here it's like uh, i've been down this road before and when you know that you've seen it before and that's what i'm trying to say is it is not kind of similar it is exactly the same exactly and so there was a lutheran church on the left and so i uh uh and remember the church even in the dream it's just so weird even the snow, and you have to understand that it's Silverthorne, Colorado, even the snow, I mean, just all of it, you're just like going, wow. And what had happened is I had had a dream exactly about what was going on. So what I did was I turned left into the Lutheran uh, parking lot and then uh, to pull a U-tube, but I stopped. So I was going to pull a U-turn, not YouTube, and then I, I prayed. And I was like, okay, what am I supposed, what do I do? What, why are you showing me? What is going on? And while that's taking place, I make this decision, and I, I know it was the Lord now, but I didn't then, to go back the other direction and go into the next town over. I have no idea why I'm doing it. I'm just doing it, right? But while that's happening, there's a part of my brain that is doing this. Dave, you've been there before. You had a dream. God gave you a dream. God knew where you were going to be. 
God showed you ahead of time where you were going to be, and God is confirming to you that he knew that you would be there, and he is there too. That's, there's the ticket. You see, the ticket is that God not only knows, but he's there. So not only had I not run away from God, which I wasn't trying to run away from God. I was really just trying to run away from uh, a kind of a corrupt ministry. Not only had not run away from God, but God had pre-established affirmation and confirmation for me before I got there so that when I got there, I would know he had gone that territory before me. And that I was right where he knew I would be. When you are trying to find your footing and you are feeling lost and the Lord gives you some indication, usually they're not that big, so that's a big one, but when the Lord gives you some indication that you are where he knows you would be. He has been there before you. He has not abandoned you. You and I need to operate in the realization that our God is faithful. He has never abandoned us. We have done many dumb things. We have said many dumb things and thought many dumb things. God has never turned his back on us, ever. As painful as it is, and and believe me, at this point I'm going through enough emotional turmoil. I mean, it's just so much going on. And I'm, you know, concerned that I had just slandered the Lord and slandered the people of the Lord, and God was going to kill me, and just all this stuff. And the Lord's like, I uh, showed you this ahead of time, so you would know that I'm right here with you. There's not a lot you can say. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like this is the cause, and and just just so you can know, many of you, the Lord has shown you that He's with you or where you're at, and we don't recognize that. And I don't think I got the fullness of this right away. I started to get it right away, but I didn't fully get it right away. Kind of like my engagement with the Lord. Like I became a Christian, but then as I drew, genuinely drew closer, okay, like, and and got into the honeymoon phase, which was the most awesome thing ever, uh, then, then that became so much more, it became so much more absorbed. And I think it's important for those out here who are listening to my voice to recognize God knows where your travels are going to lead you, and he has been there before you. There is nothing that has caught him by surprise. I know it caught you by surprise. caught me by surprise. But he has been there ahead of time. (laughs) So I listen to this. So I drive. I do a U-turn on this road. And I drive to Dillon, Colorado. So Dillon and Silverthorne are like sister cities. They're like right next to each other. It's kind of like Rockwall and Fate. You know, it's kind of like right next to each other kind of thing. Like you step in the one area, you're in fate. You step in the other area, you're back in Rockwell. Fate, Rockwell, over the same line, you know. All right. 
So I, I pull in now. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. But what is standing out in the middle as I am driving but Abundant Life Church in Dillon, Colorado? And what just happened but the Lord came into the car, showed me I had been here before years earlier. I think it was about three years earlier, just to give you an idea. I mean, it was serious stuff. And then I thought, there is no place I need to go more than to a church. Here's kind of the problem. Typically, if you go to church on a snowy day at one or two in the afternoon in uh, Silverthorne or Dillon or Breckenridge or Copper Mountain or that whole area right there, uh, probably somebody ain't going to be there because <laughs> it's just a shot in the dark, right? I pull into the parking lot, turn off my car, and I think, what am I? What? What? What is happening? And I go to the door, and it's unlocked. What do you do when the door is unlocked? You go in, don't you? You go in. So I did. <laughs> the church door, Al, the church door. I unlocked church door, walked in. I said, hey, is anybody here? And a voice from the back go, I'm back here. When we get back, I'll tell you where it goes from there. You're listening. To the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? And God's it's like, there's no room there. It's like, well, no, no, no. I, I can, I can, you know, not vote for either kingdom. Well, let me get this straight. You're not voting for the kingdom of God. Therefore, you're also trying to be a supporter of the kingdom of darkness. How's that work? That doesn't work. And in, in lieu of that, you know, I was, uh, had a discussion with my son. We were talking about preparation and being ready because you never know when the Lord, you don't know when that trumpet's going to blow for you. You don't know at that moment where God's going to go ding dong, time's up. And I, say, I said, you always got to be ready. He said, well, you can't always be ready. It's like, no, you always got to be ready. Matthew chapter 24, verse 42, be ready. Always be ready for you do not know the day that the Lord will come. And that's not just from an eschatological point of view for life. That's for you individually. You got to be ready and watchful and aware because this is kingdom stuff. And there's a kingdom being built to glorify God. And there's all the opposing kingdoms. And it's a pretty straightforward question. Which kingdom are you trying to support? That's the question. And if you say, well, I'm not supporting any kingdom, then you are opposed to the kingdom of God. Because you're either helping advance his kingdom or you're in opposition. And that's where Jesus split the line. And you think, well, that, that doesn't seem fair. We have a great word around this show that we like to use every once in a while, but with tons of love. Tough. It's like, it's, it's not whether you think it's fair or not. You know, well, I don't think God, a God of love would do it this way or this way. Too bad what you think. You're not God. 
That's not up to you. Well, that's just what the Bible says. Let me get this straight. So you believe that God can create the universe, but he can't write a book? Boy, that argument's going to get lost every single time. So my whole point in bringing this up is there's it's not a contradiction at all. You're either for, you're either for in Luke 9, 49 and 50, you're either for the kingdom, advancing the kingdom, driving out demons in the name of Jesus Christ, trying to make declaration for the truth of God, or you're against the kingdom, whether you are verbally, physically against it, or whether you are verbally and physically doing nothing. There is no neutral. You're either a kingdom advancer or you're against the kingdom. And what's really hard, are you ready for your noodle to get baked here, is the decisions that we make advance kingdoms. Do we consider our decisions before we make these decisions, do we consider what kingdom we're impacting? Wow. Isn't that tough? The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Uh, trivia question, trivia question, trivia question will be next. To whom? I'm sure that's correct. To whom versus who? To whom did John the Baptist say, don't accuse people falsely and be content with your pay? To whom did he say that? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in. 214-210-8483 as well. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We will, at this point, send you up to the website for two reasons. One, prayer requests are on the website. But let me say something about prayer requests because we pray for people. I pray for people all the time, every day. I mean, a lot, a lot of time. The only thing that drives me batty is people rarely give me updates. (laughs) It's just like... How am I supposed to know? <laughs> you got to tell me what's going on. I say, don't don't take offense to that. I say the same thing to my daughter. She asks for prayer for something. We pray. I don't hear from her for three days. And then I say to her, well, I see that the Lord raptured all of you because you could not possibly text me in three seconds. It's like, you know, you got to be able to engage. So prayer requests, not a problem. Just keep me updated. That's my only petition to you. And then in regards to money, you can give through the website or you can give uh, outside of the website. The information is on the website. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> you see, after the last one. That was it. Yeah, it's so, um, you know, that that's how I feel. But my head hitting a symbol because that one's so short compared to that last really good one. After eating a Broxworth. Eating a what? Broxworth. A Broxworth. <laughs> 
Might be a burp coming out after that then. I don't know. Uh, Okay, to whom did John the Baptist say, don't accuse people falsely and be content with your pay? See, that's the key. That's the key. Uh, You got to think about who he's saying that to. You got to think about who he's saying that to. I can't give you a hint on this one because it's too, it's just too obvious. Okay. It's too, I just can't do it. Just, just listen for the answer. <laughs> uh, 972-445-0770. Plus uh, you can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, David at he must increase.org. Now I can delay. If you want to ask a question, we can do the question and then I can delay the history to the next one or vice versa. Your peak. Okay, so which one? I say your peak. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. You can ask a question. Okay. Okay, so, so wait. So D's got a question, okay. right? So we're talking about dreams, and you, you're telling us about the dream that you had from God. So I had a question. Let's say, and it's very rare to me that you, ah, that's, you can't really say that, but sometimes it's rare to really hear from God in a dream. Mm-hmm. Let's say that you heard from God, like directly, like God say, do this. Is there an expiration date on what he said, or does it still hold true for you to do it? Depends on what it is. In other words, if if that's a great question, by the way. So excellent job on your part. So let me give you my golf clap for that. Ready? Here's my golf clap. Ready? Okay. Uh, it depends on what it is. So in some dreams, they're very time specific. When Paul had a dream, he had a dream about the guy in Macedonia. He said, come over here and, and witness. Paul had to go right then and there. Other uh, other people uh, could have a dream that has a time connection. Other things are timeless. So one time I had a dream where I asked the Lord, you know, what do I need? What am I lacking? I opened up my uh, menu at uh, at uh, Hobo Joe's. <laughs> uh, Hobo Joe's, and I opened it. It says, it's special today, David. Just what you're, what just what you need, and just what you're lacking. I opened up the flap. It said, more faith. There is no end to that. There's zero end to that. I can always go back to that and go ask it. Right. I had a dream where I was uh, I've had probably I would say probably 10, maybe 12 dreams in in uh, 40 plus years, maybe. Uh, uh, I mean, five or six I would go to the mat for. But uh, then there's other dreams that are like this, which are just like revelatory after I've experienced it. I would never really I don't need to use it again other than to reflect. But more faith I can always use. So it depends on what the dream is, what the communication is. Does that help you? Okay. Sure did. Okay. I'm going to charge you a dollar for that. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> you see, every, we all need help. Don't you understand? We all need wisdom and insights and so on and so forth. Okay? And what's really funny about that is that you said that and just dawned on me. When I wrote that question about dreams, I did, wasn't even thinking about the testimony. It's just it's for nobody else, but for me, it's like I wasn't even thinking about it. It's like so weird. All right. Anyway, to whom did John the Baptist say, don't accuse people falsely and be content with your pay? Uh, if you think you know, 972-445-0770. You got to think of who John the Baptist talked to and who was listening, saying, well, what should we do? And so he was telling them what to do. Uh, uh, most people might be able to get it from that. 214-210-8483 is the text. And then David at he must increase.org. So I'm go back to the story. I'm going to talk a little bit about this. So I want to talk about going to the church. This is uh, Abundant Life Church in Dillon, Colorado, in the parking lot. You have to understand that uh, it snows there. Okay, how do I say this in a nice way? It's uh, seven between seven and 9,000 feet elevation, so it snows. You understand? 
I don't have to really explain much. And it's in Colorado. Okay? In layman's terms. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it snows, right? So I pull in there, I knock in there, I shout out, you know, is anybody there? And then you, and then, then I hear a voice from the back uh, saying, you're back here, back here. So it turns out that the pastor's name was David Huntsworth. And uh, ironically, I don't, you know, sure, uh, miraculously, I don't know about that, but he's not normally there at that time, but was there. It's like just another pin in the cushion going, wow, this is just all way too much. And so you have to understand at this point where I'm at, okay? It's important to understand that, and I'm going to take the time for you to understand it because it's important for you to understand where I'm coming from as a Christian, as a believer. So, you know, I, I make this commitment to faith. I reject millions of dollars. Now, I acknowledge that that, te- that trial came at the exact right time. Probably been a lot harder when, when you know, things were even tougher and tougher. So it came at a good time. I was able to stand firm in the faith, made my commitment to the Lord, trying to find my way in, connecting to a couple of different ministries, running away from a ministry because I, I just know it's, something's wrong, it's abusive, it's it's not doing the right thing, it's, just, you know, all that stuff. And I've never downloaded this information to anybody. My brother and I shared, but he didn't know all the nuances. He didn't know that the pastor had pulled me up and was identifying my personal counseling sins in front of the entire uh, congregation. So, I mean, I'm just like, you know, I never did this full download. And I had a reservation. You want to know why I had a reservation? Because sharing makes you vulnerable. That's why. And it already was in my system that men are men and we don't cry and, and you know, we are strong. Be strong, young men, kind of thing. And I know that if I unload this, it's life's just going to be different. Even if I, now I'm going to say this in a really careful way, even if I didn't go to church anymore, even if I, you know, just held my beliefs and just, you know, did nothing, it's going to be different. Because as soon as I let this stuff out, and this is what's important about the people of God. I could have shared all this stuff with Pastor Dave. He could have taken multiple approaches. He could have been thinking of the answer ahead like most of us do when somebody's sharing a problem with us. We think of the solution while they're telling us, and then we're going to give them the answer because we're going to help them out, right? Or it could have been a really you know bad pastoral scenario. It could have thrown it in my face or... It could have been anything like that. I didn't really know what was going to happen. The people of God need to be the most trustworthy people on the planet. We should be able to share with one another at any level, having confidence that a person will hold it confidential. 
The Bible says confidence in an unfaithful man is like a broken tooth or a foot out of joint. Okay? Broken tooth, very painful. Foot out of joint, kind of tough to walk, isn't it? We need to be faithful people to one another. If somebody shares something with you, it has been shared with you. If you don't have permission to share it with anybody else, then you don't. And God is watching that stewardship, just to let you know. And the reason that I bring it up is because I'm going to share with this guy, obviously. And it can go a multitude of directions. But because he was faithful to the Lord, it went in a direction that created more ministry. That's how important it is. Since that time to this time, I've had the opportunity to touch tens of thousands of lives. Had he not been a confidential source to talk to, that would not have happened. You can say all you want. Uh, No, the Lord would have worked it out, probably, but it would have been a disastrous approach. (laughs) It would have been a disaster to get there. I'm going to take my break, come back, and then I'm going to share with you some of the stuff I unloaded. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. Give the trivia answer when we get back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? You get into the Word of God, and something's going to happen that will blow your mind. Ready? The law of the Lord is perfect, Psalm 119.7 says, able to restore the soul. And I've been in, I've been doing this for a long time, and in my 42 and a half years of devotions and in my diligent devotion time, I kind of separate that between the two. I cannot tell you, it must be thousands of times where my attitude has been... And then I went into the Word of God, and I came out different. It wasn't anything that I did as much as God speaking into me what he knows about his creation. And so I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you, even if you've been a Christian for 50 years, for 60 years, Nay, for 70 years, like the Apostle John was on the island of Patmos, be in the Word of God. It is alive, and it will give life and impart life to you through God's Spirit. People come and they read the Word of God, and they're like, well, I get nothing out of it. Well, they don't mix it with faith, and the Word of God, the promises of God not mixed with faith are useless because you have to be engaged with God. And no, he's going to speak. And people are like, well, that's a, that's a lot of requirement for me to get in there and read the word of God. You want me actually to believe that God's going to speak to me? Yes, because he will. And if you don't, you won't hear him. So when you open up that book, take 30 seconds, more than you ever have before, and say, just in this moment, just at this time, Tune me in, Lord. Help me to hear what you have to say. Speak to me and let your word breathe life into me. It's incredible, and it's never been done before. 
and you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple, and there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook, type in David Spoon Media, and on any Facebook post, type in the word Jesus in the comment section, and it's free. You can also send an email to davidspoonmedia at gmail.com and write the word Jesus in the subject line. Or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video, but you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win, and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible. It's unbelievable, but it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. By the way, the answer to the trivia question, to whom did John the Baptist say, don't accuse people falsely and don't contend with your pay, the answer is the soldiers. He told the soldiers they would extort money from people, accuse people falsely unless they gave them money, bribes, uh, payoffs, payola, the whole thing. So uh, that's who that was. Let's answer that trivia question. We are going to do history, and then we're going to get back into the story because the story is so... Uh, it's it's pretty intense. Uh, let's do our history. Let's, let's do that. Let me say affirmative to Al on his uh, on his text. Uh, today is step in a puddle and splash your friends day. <laughs> I don't. What really? <laughs> really? That could go. Different ways, but it's interesting. That could go really bad. Yeah, depending really on what good. happens, right? Uh, it's learn your name in Morse code day. I think that's different. Uh, National Milk Day. Got milk. Uh, National Human Trafficking Awareness Day. We're, we're very. We did a lot of ministry. I've been on a lot of ministry in that, and it's really. It's just. It's just horrendous. So if you ever want to, you go. Gee, I have nothing to pray about. Just jump in there. You'll be praying the rest of your life. Uh, let's see, in 1908 on this day, Grand Canyon National Monument is created. Now, the Grand Canyon wasn't created. The monument was created. Just want to make sure everybody knows that. 1973, the designated hitter. I can't believe that's only back in 73. American League owners voted 8-4 to four to approve the designated hitter for a three-year trial run. I guess that went pretty well. In 1960, on this day, CBN, Pat Robinson formed the Christian Broadcasting Network. 1960. Wow. 63 years. That's unbelievable. That's a long time. 63 years. That's impressive. All right. Uh, okay, so I gotta get into this story because this part is the hard, getting to the hard part. And I'm not gonna get through, obviously, all of it. There's just no way. But I want you to catch the scenario, and then I'm hoping that God will give me the grace to finish the show without 
uh, falling down. So uh, the whole thing started. I was talking about driving on the same road. I'm driving on this road that I've been on before. And I, I somewhere in my brain, I keep thinking uh, it's like a three years before I was on that road. I had the dream about that road. And it was a one of those vivid, I mean, exact, exact kind of dreams. So I make the U-turn. Uh, and then uh, after the U-turn, um, uh, I do a prayer and then head, you know, head back over. Uh, towards Dillon, Colorado. I stop at Abundant Life Church. Uh, I go to the door, uh, uh, click on it, you know, and uh, grab the handle thingy, and uh, it's unlocked, and then I scream out or call out and scream out. And uh, Pastor Dave Huntsworth goes, uh, hey, I'm back here. I go back there. And so the first thing I say to him is, well, I said, I'd like to be able to share with you so I know where I'm going to this. I said, but I want to make sure you have the time and you're available. Okay, which is a, I mean, I'm about to dump, <laughs> right? I'm about to dump, so uh, I, I don't got, well, I've got one minute. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. That was right? like the warning bail. Yeah. yeah, I mean, come on, right? So he communicates and he says, yeah, he goes, I'm, uh, I'm absolutely available. Go back into his office. He opens up with a word of prayer. Always good to open up with a word of prayer. And he's not, he doesn't have no idea. Clueless. A hundred percent clueless. I could have gone in there and said anything in the universe. He, I mean, how would he know, right? So I started off with part of the testimony, and uh, I don't know if I wrote this part in the book. So I started off. I started sharing about you know hearing about the gospel for the first time, saying yes uh, to Jesus, but not really believing, but, but believing, but more like fire insurance when I first started. That's kind of how it was. I've never denied that, never say that differently. And then as the Lord drew me in closer and closer and closer, you know, once you say yes to the Lord, he has the right to do whatever he wants. And so, you know, he's you know kind of like, he has the right to do whatever he wants anyway. But so he's telling him all that stuff and he's smiling, you know, that's, that's good. Yeah. And then told him about the you know, confrontation with the families and, you know, he's listening very intently. And then I uh, told him what happened with Michael Mountain and how we'd hooked up with this other pastor. And then the tone of everything kind of changes. And then I, you know, I learned to preach in this church and this, but then these abuses started happening, and this authority started to take place. And he's listening. He's just listening intently because he knows this is a kind of a deep story. And you have to recognize that I'm telling you this in three minutes. And when I'm telling him, it's like 40 minutes. So just you have to th- expand it out for a little bit, right? And then I told him, I said, you know, I said, we got to this point. Uh, this happened. This happened. I, and then I just told him that, the, that God's church hurt me. And that's what I told him. I said, the church hurt me. I mean, here I am, a Jewish guy, trying to make it right, trying to do it right, trying to follow Jesus, and the church uh, stabbed me in the back. Now that, that was probably one of the hardest things. I don't even think I put that in the book. I can't remember. Anyway, the church did hurt me. Now, it's valid to say, well, that's not really much of a church. Well, 
but it was my representation of the church, right? So it wouldn't matter if it was a good church or not. It didn't even matter in that sense. It was my perception of what the church was. And they hurt me. And it was just uh, – and I, I, in my mind, I, somehow I knew uh, it wasn't God's fault, but I was still mad at God because I was the one who was trying to find God. And in finding God, I'm making the pursuit to get into the church, which is what he tells me is his bride, and then the church is supposed to be helpful and is, is helpful for a little while until it gets squirrely. And I just, from that point on, I unload. I wasn't disrespectful in the sense that I wasn't swearing at him or anything. But you you would know that anger was coming forth. And I told him, I said, this, this is what happened. This is what the church of Jesus Christ did to me. And where I'm going to leave it is here. Because many of you have gone through that. But you know what? There is not just redemption, there is resurrection. And the next time we talk about it, we'll talk about what happened to find the redemption and the resurrection. Okay? All right. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.